Welcome everybody to this edition of the Pastor in Your Pocket. I know it has been uh, quite a season since I've done one of these and uh, it's my goal uh, to do them again uh, more regularly. Um, again, for those that are listening on the podcast, I'm also doing this live on Facebook more to give me something to, to look at and an audience to engage with because I do, I do better with that than just in an empty room, so to speak, at least at this time. Uh, but uh, what is the pastor in your pocket? Because some of you may be joining in and have never joined us in the past. And uh, some years ago, just had the idea of, uh, after talking with so many different uh, church-going folk and just uh, Christ followers, and they talked about wanting to ask me questions or talk with me as a pastor. And in some cases, not feeling like they could talk to their own pastor for whatever reason, uh, having more confidence uh, with me. Uh, just the idea came of, man, how cool would it be to live life uh, with a pastor in your pocket? Just somebody uh, that can walk with you, uh, pastor you uh, as you journey in life's way. And so that's uh, where this came from. And so we've done this kind of off and on, uh, but I'd like to dedicate more regular time to this. So that's my goal and intention. Uh, but in the pastor in your pocket, it's an opportunity uh, to do a couple of things on one side for our Life of Faith uh, church family to have conversations on subjects uh, we may not get to um, on a Sunday uh, or for some time. You know, we may talk about it next year, uh, but we feel like there's some need to talk about it now. Uh, but the biggest thing is to answer uh, questions, to ask questions, to answer questions, to have a platform uh, for people to bring their, I call them their God questions, their life questions, their Bible questions uh, to someone. Not that I know all the answers because I certainly don't, uh, but just to have someone that would be willing to say, hey, what's your question? So with that uh, here, if you're watching on Facebook or if you're listening on the podcast, you can find me, uh, Brad Holloman at Facebook. Just send me a message um, and say, hey, here's my question. Uh, here's how that works. When you ask a question, uh, I keep your identity anonymous uh, so that I can be just brutally honest when I come on uh, for the different episodes and I bring questions out. I won't uh, name anybody's name and say so-and-so from Albuquerque, New Mexico uh, or anything like that. I will just uh, keep things anonymous uh, so that we can have some good open honesty um, and people can have a place to just ask uh, what maybe they've always wanted to ask. So, but with that, and for time's sake, just to let you know, I'm gonna endeavor, we're sitting at about three minutes, I'm gonna endeavor to keep uh, these videos, these uh, podcasts to about 15, 20 minutes, because uh, we can always come back uh, and share it again. And I could learn and develop the skill of being concise and brief. Uh, and as many have heard me over the years say, and the short-winded uh, will be listened to again. <laughs> Although I have not always been known as being short-winded. But for this episode, as you read in the description, if you're following online uh, and hearing the title of the podcast, want to just start a conversation about why, oh, how does that work? Why, oh, this way, why the Word of God, how's my finger work? I'm doing this on Facebook. How, why the Word of God is so important. Um, we were talking as a church family uh, over some things about God's design, about how God created things. And it just was reminded to me again, and especially in our current um, cultural age or current national culture uh, around the world, uh, that we need to always understand why God's word, why the Bible is such an important part, not just of our faith, 
but it needs to be the foundation of our life. Uh, I remember growing up as a, as a child um, in the circles I did and had the privilege of going to a Christian school where uh, God-fearing men and women gave their lives, uh, their careers uh, to teach young folk like me, uh, a Christ-centered education. And they taught us about a doctrine that I haven't heard much about in some years. And this doctrine is called the sufficiency of Scripture. And basically, this church doctrine states that the Bible, God's Word, is sufficient to cover all areas of our life. That there is no area of life, there is no era of time uh, that the Word of God does not speak to. That the Word of God does not bring uh, insight, instruction, um, correction, guidance. There's not an area in our lives that the Word of God does not touch. It touches all areas of life. And so I just want us to talk about, for these first few episodes, while people send in their questions, um, why is God's Word important? Uh, many of you, if you've been in church any time at all, you've probably heard a verse that comes out of Psalms 119. I think it's about the 105th verse that it says, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word of God gives us light and guidance. Uh, you might, if you've listened to me at any time, I love Proverbs chapter four where Solomon says, my son, attend to my words, keep them before you, keep them in front of your eyes all the time, day and night, never let them depart from your sight. But that word attend, I looked at it again just uh, right before we got recording, is an interesting word. It literally means, and we've heard this phrase in English, to prick one's ears, to prick up your ears. Like a, if you've probably watched a, a dog or a cat or any animal and it hears a sound and its ear kind of pops up and it gives attention to what was that sound? What was, what was that noise? What made that noise? What, where, what is that? That's that word attend. So we, we get a concept that, that God says, the Bible says, listen, let my word prick your ears. Let it be attentive to you. I, I like to say it like this, as I was taught, let the word of God be the first thing you hear, not the last thing you hear. For so many people and even Christ followers, churchgoers, the word of God kind of falls down the list of what we hear first when we need instruction, when we need help, when we need wisdom, when we need guidance. Uh, we kind of, you know, jokingly say, well, let me see what the Bible says after we've wrestled and we've listened to our, our brother-in-law or our father-in-law or whoever, and we've gone to, to somebody else, even gone to a pastor. And let me go there first. And let me hear when the Bible says, hey, listen, let the word of God prick your ears first. Let it be the first place we go, not the last place. So I want to talk about this and just for time's sake. So we're going to start again. Why is God's word important? And I want to talk about this a concept of it's time, quote unquote. Uh, many uh, skeptics of the Bible talk about how it it was new in the timeline of world religions. It's new on the scene. It's, it's you know, been changed by people. And there's some questions about the word's applic application because of its age. 
it's, it's either too old, that's all antiquated, or it's not old enough. Some, there's kind of two ditches that some people go to. Oh, the word is just, it's just so old, it's so antiquated, we've moved past that, we're in a modern age. And then some people say, well, we can't find it way back in some hallowed places of history, uh, and so therefore it's not old enough, it's new, as opposed to other quote-unquote holy books or, or, or scripts. So let's look at this. In John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So I love how John kicks off his letter by saying, The Word of God has been around from the beginning. And John's story of Jesus doesn't begin with Mary or Joseph, doesn't even begin with Moses and Israel, doesn't begin with even Abraham. John's story says, hey, listen, let me take you all the way back and tell you that the word who is Jesus was from the beginning. And, and it's interesting, the Greek word here is a word called logos here in this verse. Um, there's a lot of debate in, in churchified worlds about, you know, Logos versus Rhema. Uh, you've probably heard it said Logos means the written word and Rhema means the spoken word. And then the challenge is, is when you actually look in a Greek dictionary, they both are about speech. Neither one, Logos nor Rhema, talks about something being written down. It's more like this. Logos talks about the ability to speak, your voice itself. And Rhema talks about a specific thing you said, if that it makes a distinction. So again, Logos means just the voice, and Rhema would mean this phrase that was spoken. But all of them, listen, the Word of God was alive and well and spoken from the beginning. So why is God's word important to me? Why, is God, why should God's word be important to us? Because we're talking about the very part of God that was at the foundation of the world, at the creation. Again, here John is talking about Jesus. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him there was not anything made that was made. Then down in verse, I believe it is 14, it says, And the word was made flesh, and then the word came and dwelt among us. So, so even before we had the Bible or the word of God written down, that doesn't mean the word of God did not exist. Right? Many skeptics and people say, yeah, well, they didn't you know, assemble the Bible until the Council of Nicaea in the year 300 and whatever it was, uh, which is all, that's when they put down the compilation of what they understood was the Word of God. But see, we understand by God's Word that it was from the beginning. So why is the Word important? Because the Word of God is the foundation of, of this world in the book of hebrews the writer in hebrews says we understand that by faith and the word of god the world itself was framed or formed and put together so see the word of god 
the Bible is the creational framework of all creation, right? It, it is the foundation of all creation, is the Word of God, right? And so when we seek first the Word of God, you're actually seeking first the foundational wisdom that built and created the world, which includes your life and my life. So see, the Word of God has always existed. It was at the beginning. It was who we now know the person of Jesus Christ. And from Him, from the Word, comes the creation of the whole world. So when you seek and look into the Word of God, you are literally looking into the blueprints of your life. You are literally looking into the foundational building blocks that make up your life. And the wisdom that was captured and frozen by the Spirit of God and what we call the Bible gives you the instructions for life. You know, we've probably all heard it said, especially about marriage or, or parenting or other things. Well, man, I, I wish they had a book about that. Well, man, I, I wish there was an instruction manual. And there is. The instruction manual, quote unquote, is the Bible. Because from the word of God came everything we know in our life. Everything about Brad Holloman's life, I can find it in the word of God. So we're going to hit pause right there and we'll pick up on that. Again, I'd love to, to engage with you and hear your questions about what we've shared already or any other thing, uh, but especially about the Word of God. What do you think about the Word of God? Where is the Word of God in your life? Is, is it first place or is it central or is it down the list, so to speak? When things in life are happening, do you go to the Bible first or do you go to the Bible midway? And again, these are not to be uh, in any way, I hope you hear condemning questions. We all must answer those questions. Where do I place the word of God? Is it the center of my, my search for, for life and wisdom and knowledge? Or is it just kind of, it's one of the things that I look at, but it's not the whole thing. So anyway, so again, engage with me on Facebook. You can find me, Brad Holloman. Uh, you can email me at brad at lof.church. I just love to uh, just start a conversation with you. Uh, if you'd like to know more about who we are, uh, you can check us out again on Facebook and check us out online at thehollomans.com. Uh, you can also check us out at lifeoffaith.church. Uh, and find out more about all that we're doing and what we're doing. Uh, so until the next time we get together on the pastor in your pocket, um, know that we are so grateful to have you in our life and so grateful to share uh, just what it means to truly walk and follow after Christ uh, in this day in which we live. So we'll talk to you next time.